That said, I was recently listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Gold Digger with Jenna Kutcher. Go check her out if you haven't. And I heard some quotes that really, really resonated with me. Um, One of her guests, I'll have to go look back and see if I can link the episode below so you can hear it yourself. But one of her her guests said, if you can't bring confidence, bring courage. And then she also said, don't be problem focused, but solution focused instead. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? When we left off last week in my March series, There's No Such Thing as Luck, Bridget, the blogger who wants to monetize her blog, had some pretty big decisions to make. She had to decide what systems to use, where to show up in the digital world, and how on God's green earth was she going to make her customer experience a positive one? She had to figure all this out. That's where we left off last week. Now, that said, I was recently listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Gold Digger with Jenna Kutcher. Go check her out if you haven't. And I heard some quotes that really, really resonated with me. Um, One of her guests, I'll have to go look back and see if I can link the episode below so you can hear it yourself. But one of her set her guests said, if you can't bring confidence, bring courage. And then she also said, don't be problem focused, but solution focused instead. Now, I thought these quotes were the perfect way to start off the podcast this week because Bridget is facing some pretty serious circumstances that could trigger fear and that fear needs courage. It also requires a solution guided mindset. So I really thought that those two quotes worked perfectly with what we were going to be talking about today on the podcast. Um, Now, so, all right. So it's time for Bridget, like we said, to make some decisions. She needs to take action towards her goal of monetizing the blog. Remember, that's the whole That's the whole case study that we're working on in this series because there's no such thing as luck, right? So she wants to teach other people how to blog. That's how she wants to monetize her blog. But before we dive into how she did that, I have a question for you. Is it really realistic to think that everyone can turn a hobby into a business and be successful and be successful? That is the question. Okay. So I want you to ponder that thought as you listen to today's podcast. Now, Bridget is an amazing writer and has the ability to find just the right angle for her blog posts. If creating better blog posts were her issue, this whole situation would be easy because she really knows how to do that already. Unfortunately, the decisions that she needs to focus on are outside of her comfort zone. So it's outside of that writing wheelhouse. And though she's a talented blogger, does she have what it takes to teach 
that skill to other people. That's sort of where we are with, you know, monetizing this new pivoting and monetizing her business. So let's follow along as she processes her situation and makes these life changing decisions. Okay. So the first decision to be made is about her systems. Brisha needs to generate quality lessons for the blogger students that she's planning to bring in. So if you remember in our last lesson, she applied my law of achieving your goals theory to her situation. And she actually organized her program in um, a project management tool. Okay, so now that she's done that, she has a process for research, for lesson planning and for follow up. So what she did was she broke down every aspect of the program that she plans to sell into manageable pieces that didn't really overwhelm her. And once she established her circumstances for optimal success, like we talked about, she realized realized her idea to monetize her blog by teaching others to blog was actually a really good idea. She loved it and she felt really good about the decision that she had made there. So it was great that she had created a system in her uh, project management tool and she used that law of achieving her goals in this situation so that she was able to really identify her strengths and where she needed to play those strengths up to create a process for the research, the lesson planning and the follow up. So that really did work out well. So she really did love everything that she had kind of settled on the decisions that she had made. She felt that they were really good for what it was she was trying to do. One obstacle had been overcome now. So she had created this system. So she she felt like she was in good standing. And now it was time to decide on how she would get the word out about the program in a way that didn't scar her for life, you know, or didn't scare her to death or didn't frustrate her to death or, or make her feel like she was drowning or underwater. So let's look at her marketing now. Emails, captions, reels. Oh, my I just had to say it. It was a Wizard of Oz reference. Had to do it. Anyway, it can all be overwhelming when we think about all of the elements that you have to put into into marketing. So let's dive into that really quickly. Initially, Bridget allowed the seemingly insurmountable task of her marketing to cause a little bit of paralysis by analysis. Thankfully, though, she did remember all the work she had done to create her circumstances for optimal success, and she decided to start building a reputation on Instagram for blog distribution, lifestyle shots, and behind the scenes of her program. So remember, she was able to use what she knew of herself with those circumstances for optimal success to determine the type of content she wanted to create and how and where she wanted to show up. Because she's a phenomenal writer, she thought LinkedIn's long form articles would be a great idea. Now, remember, she is also trying to attract people who want to be bloggers themselves. So these are businesses, business owners or people who are aspiring to be such. And so LinkedIn might be an awesome place for her to show up with these long form articles because at least she can get more subscribers to her blog if her articles are touching on subject matters that these um, business owners you know, or other entrepreneurs are looking to find information on. So the idea of using LinkedIn's long form articles would be really good for her. She could use it to showcase her value to potential blogging students, like I said, and attract more subscribers to her blog. So knowing herself, she didn't want to commit to weekly video creation or anything like that. So she decided 
just to do like Instagram reels and stories um, and go live monthly, possibly get on TikTok because these are like very easy to do short form type videos because she recognized the value in video content. But she also recognized that she didn't want to sit in front of the camera. She didn't want to be like the total subject of, you know, the video for long periods of time. She just knew herself. So using the images from her blog posts and quotes from her blogger program, she had plenty of content she felt to really create a marketing strategy that would work for her to showcase her talents. So realizing her love of words and the reaction she gets from other people and the reaction she gets from the words, um, she'll definitely be checking the analytics of each program as well. So she knows herself well enough to know that she can use what she is already creating in terms of the uh, content from the reels or the contents from the blog posts and quotes from her program. She can use that for her content, but because she really does enjoy the reactions from people and she likes just putting paper to uh, pen to paper to write those things, she wants to sort of check on her on her progress and see if what she's doing is really working, right? Because just because we enjoy it doesn't mean others enjoy it. So it's okay to trust that your talents and your value is there, but you also want to verify that there are people who want to see your value or hear your value and they are interested in it and continue to come back. So the goal here is to trust that you have it all together, but then verify. So trust, but verify. She trusted her value, but she wanted, like I said, to verify that it was landing appropriately in the way she intended it to for her audience. The object here is really just to meet her goals for what she wanted her content, her content to do. She wanted to make sure it was doing what she wanted it to do. So her funnel was created to guide her target audience through a conversion, through to conversion, right? So she wanted to make sure that the where she was showing up on social media was doing what it was supposed to do and it was converting the way she wanted she wanted it to convert so um she was able to really guide her audience through a positive set of circumstances from the beginning of their opt-in to the point where they convert so at each stage of the funnel she did her best to make sure the experience for that audience, for that target audience, or for that newly opted in person was as positive as possible for them. And that brings me to the customer experience, which is sort of the last thing that she is doing here to, that she's going to have to make decisions about. So, you know, she looked at her systems and she looked at her marketing and how she was going to attract everyone. But now it's time for her to really begin to draw them in and give them a, an, a, an amazing positive experience. And so how is she going to do that? How is she going to get there? Once she has, once she has their attention, how is she going to keep it and engage with them and create an experience that's positive and has them continuing to come back and sharing it with others and just really forming a relationship with them that yields um, loyalty, referrals, and just a, an overall rapport that she builds with them of trust. So let's see. So the first thing she did was she went back to her epiphany moment. Now, we've already talked about this. The epiphany moment is 
that moment that prompted her to start her business in the first place. Now, it could have been she started blogging because she wanted to blow off some steam. Maybe she started blogging because she wanted to help her audience solve a problem. Or maybe she just saw a hole in an industry. She saw a gap that she could fill with her epiphany, like what she needed for herself. And she thought she could, you know, just provide some value to people because she had answers to some of those questions. So she thought it was prudent to remember what she was feeling when she encountered the challenges similar to those her target audience is is, is dealing with. So that epiphany moment, whatever it was that caused her to start blogging in the first place, if she remembers that, she'll be able to really um, to, 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 to sympathize or empathize with her readers or with her listeners. And so the next thing she did was she used her journey to relate to the journey of her audience. And so she's able to take those experiences she has and that that she had and that she remembers and she can create content that will resonate with her audience. Right. And that means she'll be meeting them where they are in that moment, in their moment. So whatever she writes about, whatever she's sharing in her content, in her podcast or um, in her blog that she already has or however she's going to be really trying to attract those to her new program, she can take some of her own experiences, remember them, right? And then she can sort of track that journey for herself and then start talking about various points in that journey. And what that will do is help her readers or her listeners to really resonate with it. And and it'll kind of attract them because maybe they're at that same point in their journey, right? So that is how she's going to attract them to her program and make sure that it's the right people that she's attracting into her funnel, if that makes sense. Now, the last thing she did was she provided quality and value from the beginning of like when they first opted in, she gave them an immediate download, something of value that would help them immediately. So they don't have to wait to get the next email or they don't have to wait to be rewarded for sharing their email address. She provided them, provided them with some sort of a download for them to you know, receive value at the onset of them giving them her name and email address giving her their name, email address. And then the next thing she did was she provided that value and that quality to the time they actually decided to purchase and beyond. So even her value didn't stop because someone purchased from her. Her value kept going. She provided a thank you. She followed up with ways that they can now use the product that they um that they purchased from her, i.e. the blogging course. Like she continued to talk to them about how blogging could be the gateway for their success or whatever she decided to give them. It went above and beyond the purchase and her getting that dollar amount. So the, the, the audience didn't feel like they were abandoned once they made the purchase. So see, that makes for an awesome, awesome customer experience. Okay, she was able to do this because she had created systems and processes in her business. And she did that from her personal framework, remember, and her personal brand development. Her business, um, she did that, um, those systems and processes for her business, and it helped her to stay consistent and maintain high standards. Again, maintaining consistency and maintaining those high standards is another way that she is providing value after the purchase. And that is how you, again, 
help to keep your customer experience a positive one. So you see, boss, entrepreneurship isn't hard, right? Okay, it is not hard to be an entrepreneur. It's just like losing weight. Losing weight is not hard, right? We understand losing weight is simply burning more calories than we eat, right? Okay, in that regard, entrepreneurship is simple because the idea of marketing your business and growing your business is very simple. The definition that Webster gives marketing is the process or technique of promoting, selling, and distributing a product or service. So how to do it isn't the issue. What to do is not necessarily the issue, even though it can be. The amount of effort that you apply to the what and the how. Now that, my dear friend, that is the issue, right? That is the issue. So Bridget has worked hard to fulfill her dream of having this blogger course. And I think she's done a really good job. She has analyzed the facts of her situation. She used my law of achieving her goals to establish boundaries and manage expectations. And now because she did all those things, she was able to make decisions that helped her attract, engage, and convert the right audience. Okay. Now I believe it's safe to say the outcome of her situation is going to be very positive. She's going to get the results that she's looking for because she's doing all the right things. But in the next episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast, however, we are going to look at the road not taken. What could have happened if the facts were acknowledged and if she didn't construct her personal framework and develop a personal brand? I want to analyze the opposite side of this coin to understand where a disconnect may be happening for you and others like you. The truth is, I just can't tell you how many people think their problems are solved because they can afford to onboard people or to pay people or they can contract with someone to post their social media or to send out their emails. I mean, I'm all for building a team and onboarding people. I believe if you can, you need to be able to delegate. And it sounds really, really good to do that, but this could be counterproductive because in the same token, I can tell you how many people um, are just so gung-ho about being able to hire someone to do their to do their social media, to do their marketing. In that same instance, I can tell you that some of those same people are frustrated because they are not getting the results they want and they're putting out tons and tons of money to the people who are doing their marketing and doing their social their social media. And the issue, I believe, is because it's very difficult to build trust without authenticity, without relatability, without organic conversations. Um, and it's difficult for someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't understand your passions, your, your influence, your experiences, your perspective. It's very difficult for someone to build that connection to. Now, it's one thing that can create a reputation for your brand. Absolutely. But will they be able to develop relationships with the people who ultimately opt in? No, because they don't have your experience, your passion, your perspective. They don't have the influence you have. So there's no way they could provide the same level of of authenticity that you can, right? So even when you delegate to people, 
you still have to be in the mix. You can't just hand it off. You're still going to have to be able to provide them with a template, with some guides, with uh, some checklists, with something that gives them the insight into your brand identity and the culture of your brand. And that all comes from you. So yes, it sounds really good to be able to pass off the the task of doing your social media. But yes, it could be counterproductive if the trust isn't being built, if relationships aren't being formed, and if you're not being relatable to your audience. So that's what we're going to dive into next week. If that is something that you are interested in, I really hope you are subscribed. I hope you've been enjoying this March series. Um, There's no such thing as luck. We've covered facts. We've covered um, the law of achieving your goals. This week, we are talking about the decisions that have been made and how they were made. And next week, you're going to look at a different outcome. We're going to look at the other side of this coin, the road not taken by Bridget, and we're going to see what could have happened and maybe identify some areas in your own business that you can begin to adjust so that you can get on the right path and start seeing some results. So join me next week as we travel down this road not taken. Make sure that you are subscribed to the uh, podcast and following me over on Instagram because a lot of stuff happens over there. I don't know if you got a chance to see the um, Truth About Collaborations IG Live I did earlier in the month. Um, I will link that entire playlist in this show notes because that Truth About Collaborations came out of a collaboration I did with two amazing women. They're um, business coaches as well. And we talked about how to fall back in love with your business in the month of February, because we know how important it is for you to sort of get back on track at the beginning of the year after the stress of the holiday season and all the sales, and then trying to um, uh, get your strategy together for the new year in January. So we wanted to help you um, really start to fall back in love with your business. I think the content is timeless though. I don't think it is going to just be for the beginning of the year. You can use it anytime. And I think that the tips and tools and techniques that were shared in this collaboration and this playlist are just gold. So make sure you run through that playlist and I will put at the end of that playlist, I will also add the truth about collaborations that we did in the IG Live. So I really appreciate you for listening to today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, If you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, do that as well. I am on a mission to join um, the thousand subscriber club and be able to monetize my channel. So I will put all that information in the show notes as well as go ahead and leave a comment or a review or both. I'm looking for reviews. You know, guys, that really helps the podcast when you have reviews and you tell people what you think about it and you share it with other people. So do that if you love it. All right. Okay. I'm done for real. Seriously. Thanks for listening. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns, 
I want to hear all about them. And I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AFPatrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes, along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.